As an independent creative, I spend the bulk of my time alone, which means I'm typically in one of my studios in the basement of our house. I have two spaces that have been purpose-built and tweaked over the past few years to fit the different aspects of my creative practice. The analog studio is where I do all of my painting and collage work, and the digital studio is where I do everything else that doesn't involve paint, which means research, writing, design, podcasting, and recently a bit of sound design and music. The studios share a common wall that has a double door so that I can move quickly from one to the other depending on what I'm working on in the moment. And while there are still a few more tweaks to make, I love these spaces, especially since my previous space, if you can even call it that, was a four-foot section of counter in the laundry room. That said, it's still a basement, and all of the things that can work in its favor can also work against it, depending on the mental space I'm in. If I'm particularly inspired, being apart from the other goings-on in the house is a welcome detachment that can really allow me to focus. But if I'm in the weeds, those feelings of detachment can easily translate into feelings of loneliness and isolation, both of which I tend to struggle with anyway. Sometimes feeling myself start to spiral has nothing to do with the spaces themselves. More than a few times, I've been working away in the studios and whatever I'm working on just isn't going anywhere. It could be a painting, it could be a written piece, or it could be a design project that just isn't telling me where it wants to go. Or if it is, I'm just not seeing it. Regardless of the project, when I get stuck in my head like that and it's not enough to take a break or grab my MacBook and work upstairs for a while, one of the things I love to do is to go for a walk in the forest behind our house, which we really started to take advantage of during the pandemic. We even started doing live stream walk and talks on Instagram, which we still do most mornings. We call it the forest, but it's actually an enormous county park with baseball diamonds, indoor and outdoor tennis courts, an ice rink, a lacrosse pavilion, and even horse stables. It also has miles of trails, both paved and unpaved, that wind through old growth trees that are home to a variety of wildlife and dozens of species of birds, including woodpeckers, owls, and quite a few others that I never saw in person until I moved to the East Coast. And once you're out there, surrounded by the smells and the sounds of the woods, you'd never know that you're only a mile away from a metro station, a mall, and a bunch of shops and restaurants. As much as I love it, there are times when a walk in the forest isn't quite right, and I want or maybe even need to be around other people for a while. And when I do, there are a few things better than getting on the metro and going into D.C., Though I grew up in Southern California, I really have come to love DC. And after grabbing a slice at Wise Guy Pizza, one of my favorite places to go is the National Gallery, which I've written about before. It was one of the places I went to when I first visited in 2014. And every time I go there, I leave feeling energized and inspired. And to be fair, though the National Gallery is my favorite, there are a ton of great museums in DC, most of which are free, which as my friend Michelle pointed out, fundamentally changes the experience of going to them. Some museums are pricey, I think the Met in New York is about $30. In D.C., rather than feeling like you have to see everything to get your money's worth, you can visit anytime you want and stay for as little or as long as you like, which allows you to develop a different relationship to the art. I can't tell you how many times I've gone down for a specific show or to hear a lecture or just to spend a few minutes in the Rothko Room in the East Building Tower. It's always an experience that changes my state, to borrow a term from Tony Robbins. Beyond seeing the art, I just love watching people, seeing what they're drawn to and catching little bits of conversations as I pass by. On several occasions, I've even struck up conversations with people, both guests and employees, 
asking them what they see or why they're drawn to a particular piece or artist. I've actually thought about that idea as the basis for a podcast, recording a series of short conversations with strangers I encounter in museums and galleries and asking them what type of art appeals to them and why. I'm grateful to have found a few things that help me get out of my head when I'm feeling spun up. Sometimes they allow me to get back to work, while other times they just allow me to realize that not going back to work is okay too. One of the challenges is to be more consistent in recognizing when I'm starting to get spun up or can simply benefit from a recharge rather than waiting until I'm already spinning with anxiety and frustration. I think maintaining our mental health can take practice and patience, but when you find something that works, it can feel like a weight has been lifted, even if it's only for a moment. But sometimes that's just enough breathing room to regroup, reset, and re-engage. What are some things that you do when you're feeling stuck? I'd love to hear from you. I hope you enjoyed this iteration. If you did, it would be great if you would share it with a friend or two. And if you're not yet subscribed, maybe you could do that as well. Thanks for listening.